the 48-hour challenge. How in the world did I find myself here? I pose that question to myself on a few occasions. Because this was... This was probably the most grueling, monotonous thing I've ever done in my life. And that should tell you something. Because I've done some monotonous things before. You know, I, I went through public school. That's boring and monotonous. But this is... Well, this wasn't boring. I, I shouldn't say that. But it was mo- uh, monotonous and grueling, like I said. So what is it? Um, it's a 48-hour challenge, like I said. And what it is is... Um, well, I guess the actual title is 4 by 4 by 48 So you run 4 miles every 4 hours over the course of 48 hours. Which equates to 12 four-mile sessions, and that is 48 miles um, within that time frame. So (laughs) a lot of running and not a lot of sleep. And if there's one thing I really like, it's sleeping. And if there's one thing I really don't like, it's running. So guess what I got to do? I got to run a lot on very little sleep. How does that sound? Does that sound like fun? It wasn't fun, but it was um, a very rewarding experience. So, yeah. Um, I'm recording this a day after I finished. Um, It happened between, let's see, I think it was 5th. Yeah, between um, the late hours of uh, March 5th through 7 p.m. on March Seventh, so all weekend I was in this completely different world, just in a totally different way of living. Um, like I said, very little sleep, and that's the main challenge of this challenge is the sleep and the nutrition. The mileage isn't, I mean, it's 48 miles, but it's split up in a way that the actual running isn't too bad. I guess maybe for some people. It is, but, or and for a lot of people, maybe that isn't even that much of a distance considering you have, you know, 48 hours of this. But, you know, for me, the, the running part wasn't the hardest. Really, the hardest was, you know, figuring out what to do with your time in between. So I took showers between pretty much every single session because I really didn't like how I felt. You know, you're all sweaty and gross and, yeah. So I didn't want to deal with that when I'm trying to recover. And you don't really get that much time to recover because you go run or some people actually uh, did something else. Some people did yoga. Some people did, you know, push-ups and sit-ups and I mean, all kinds of stuff, biking, uh, rucking, walking, all kinds of different exercises, you know, in this format. But the thing is you don't get much time to recover. Because you go out there and it takes between, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to complete it. And then when, when you're taking a shower and you're, you're already sluggish and you're just kind of barely moving around doing basic things, um, you don't really get that much time. You get about, I got about three hours between sessions to do whatever. 
And that was that was the challenging part, figuring out what to do in that time frame and be productive instead of just, you know, doing nothing. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was very it was it was an interesting experience in a few ways. So I started on Friday at 11 p.m. March 5th. Yeah, March 5th, 11 p.m. Because it started at 8 p.m. Pacific time. And the person who devised this torturous challenge is none other than D.G. himself, David Goggins. There were points during this challenge where I regretted even knowing who this man was because I had to do these things, do these runs at random times. But of course, that's only in the moment, and now I'm thankful I did this. Now that it's over, much easier to say that. But yes, he, he devised this. He did it last year. And I, I mean, he might have done it some years before. I'm not sure. But last year was the first like official, you know, like worldwide thing where people are sending in their stories and people are you know, from all across the world, hundreds of different countries. Well, I don't know about hundreds, but a lot of different countries across the world doing this. So everyone was doing it at the same time, just, you know, with different time zones, of course. So, yeah, it was a big you know, worldwide thing started by none other than David Goggins himself. And last year when he did this, I was injured. I had something... Wait, well, which injury was it? It would have been my second one where the top of my foot was completely messed up. And I looked it up and um, it has a specific... I have a... I knew what the name of the injury was at a time, but I, I forget what it is now. But it's irrelevant, whatever. And so I, I didn't do it last year you know this year I'm like well I'm gonna do it I'm healthy enough and I actually just got over an injury that kind of uh, set me back pretty far I had some problem I had a problem with my right knee I had tendonitis really bad in my right knee in January February time you know I had to cut my miles down to like 30 a week you know a couple of the runs were pretty bad the point being that I lost quite a bit of fitness, even though it was only about, you know, two weeks where I was powering through this injury. I, I didn't take a day off. It, it really threw me off. You know, my, my heart rate was through the roof on some runs where, you know, it, it would be at a moderate level when I'm healthy. That just goes to show you, like running, if you get knocked off course even just a little bit, it can spell disaster for you. It really can. But I ended up getting over it. Now I'm back back at it, getting after it. And I did this challenge. So, yes, the hardest part really wasn't the running for me. It was, like I said, figuring out how to, you know, stay productive between runs. <laughs> Another challenging thing... Well, I guess one of the challenging things during the run was, well, during all these sessions was, all my systems are completely messed up. Because you are not, I mean, you're sleep deprived, you know, running on fumes, just, it's rough. And one of the systems that got messed up pretty bad was my digestive system. So, 
what that meant was on a couple of these runs, um, I'm just running around this neighborhood. That's where I did all the 48 miles over this past weekend. And I'd be like a mile away from my home. And how do I say this? Um, you know, nature was calling. I believe that's how, that's the, a nice way of putting it. Nature was calling and I was like a mile away from my house. Because like I'm eating food between all these sessions, but you know, my digestive system is all over the place. And I'm like, oh, I need to get to a, a latrine as soon as possible. So on some of these runs, well, I think it was on two other runs, I had to get to the toilet quickly and deal with what I had to deal with. So that was kind of an unexpected thing that I didn't really think would get in the way, but it did. Um, you know, these issues just kind of came up quickly and I had to deal with them in the best way possible. So yeah, that, that was unexpected. I would say the hardest runs were probably, well, definitely the nighttime runs, the seven o'clock, 11 o'clock and three o'clock runs were just disgusting, especially the three o'clock runs because, ooh, it's three o'clock when all the creepy crawlies come out and I'm outside running during that time. I'm tired. I'm sleep deprived. It just sucks. You know, it's hard. Going out there at 3 a.m., you'll be in these moments. Really, the moments that hit me the most was 20 minutes to half an hour before a run. I'd be like, oh, I'm going back out here again right now. And I'm tired. I'm sore. I don't like running. You know, that's a big, <laughs> a big part of this. And then I'm thinking to myself as I'm getting up for my three o'clock run, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I still have 20 something miles left of this. Or, well, I guess at that time it would have been different. I would have had 16 left in my second 3 a.m. run. So, you know, the, those kind of thoughts get in your head and you're like, wait, why the hell am I doing this? Because it's very impractical. It is. It's very impractical. You know, running at these weird times, you don't have much nutrition, you don't have much sleep. Those are the moments where you're like, what am I doing? You know, for me, that's what I wanted. You know, I want to find myself in these moments, not because I'm crazy. I don't like it. Like I said, I don't like running. But this is why I do this, so that I can put myself in these situations and force myself to respond in a productive manner that will get me through it and, you know, not, not only just survive, but, you know, actually do well and, you know, set your mind to something Hold yourself accountable and do it. Even if it sucks, even if it's 3 a.m. and you're looking around because you think you hear something. I saw deer at nighttime and they scared the hell out of me. I kept seeing deer just like walking around. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Jeffrey Dahmer or somebody. No, it was, it was just a deer. But it was really creepy at 3 a.m. Really creepy. But... You know, I had a job to do and I did it.
So that's what you do. You know, I would I would tell myself before these runs, like, let's just take this easy. You know, on my eighth session of these four-mile runs, I'm thinking to myself, just take it easy. Can we just run like nine-something pace, whatever? My average pace over these 48 miles was actually a lot faster than I thought it would be. I don't have the exact number, but I did go back and look at all of my runs and all my paces, and I came up with a rough estimate. My average pace was between like an 810 to an 820 was my average pace. I think my, my slowest session, my slowest leg was um, 835 pace was my slowest. So not too bad. And I think my fastest was like 745, 740 pace. And that was actually my next to last run. Run number tw uh, 11. Run number 11 was like a 740 something. So not bad. Like I said, I, I expected you know, higher paces, especially later on, but my legs didn't feel too bad actually, which was surprising. Um, they were tight, especially at the start of runs. But once I got, you know, core of a mile in, you know, and things, gear started turning. Didn't feel too bad. Didn't feel too bad. I had a nice rotation of shoes going, but I guess it wasn't really a rotation. I used my Pegasuses for like four runs. I used my um, Hoka's for, I think, three runs. And then I used my Saucony Endorphin Speeds, my favorite shoes, for five runs. So, you know, kind of mixed it up, gave my body different feels just to see how it would go. And the Saucony's definitely felt the best. Um, I think my Hoka's messed up my left foot. I had trouble with really the only, you know, concerning thing physically was my left foot, the outside of my left foot. Really from like the middle of it up to my pinky toe was hurting me pretty bad. I'm not sure exactly what happened. I think I was just landing weird because my legs were super tight. My left foot was just taking a lot of, you know, beating because the muscles weren't helping too much. But yeah, I mean, all in all, it honestly went better than I thought it would. It was very challenging, you know, getting up, getting up at, you know, 2.45 to roll out my legs and then put my shoes on, stretch out a little bit, and then go run. It was not fun. It totally threw me off. Every four hours was just grueling and disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So it was definitely an, an interesting experience, but, you know, after I was done, I was just, I was just happy to be done. But today I got up and I went outside and I ran. You know, did it again. Why didn't you take a day off? Why didn't you, you know, recover? Like, rest and recovery is the most important thing. That's true. That's true. But I'm so used to this beating that, you know, mentally for me, it was just another thing. Just another workout. When today rolled around, the 48-hour 
challenge provided context. You know, I probably shouldn't go outside and go run, you know, 20 miles today. Probably wouldn't be the best idea. But yesterday doesn't matter. What did I do today in this moment? You know, have I continued? I haven't taken a day off. I still haven't taken a day off since June. Um, what day was it? I think it was June 6th, 2020 was the last day I've, I've taken off. I run every single day since then. And before that point, it was six miles or six miles a day, six days a week. The point being that my body's used to taking a beating, just not quite in this way, you know, not in the four miles every four hours for 48 hours, you know, not in that particular way, but generally speaking, my bones, my ligaments, my muscles, my brain is used to this, this sort of world. It was challenging. I was very happy it was over, like I said, but it was just something I did. And now it's something I can look back on and say, oh, well, if I did that, then this thing in front of me isn't that bad. So that's how I've looked at it and always looking forward, always moving forward and just looking, looking at what's next. I try not to look too far ahead in the future. I like to just set my weeks and then during the week, during the day, do what I have to do and then rest and roll my legs out, stretch out, do whatever, and then get ready for tomorrow. And that's how I approach the 48 hour thing. You know, I, I didn't think too terribly much about what I had left. It was in my head. Like I said earlier, when, you know, you're, you know, 30 something miles into this event and you're up at 255 putting on your running clothes to go back outside at, you know, in the morning and you're thinking to yourself, what the hell am I doing? You know, that was tough, but I think I did a pretty good job of staying present in just running four miles. Like in my head, it was just run four miles. And then I come back, drink some Gatorade, take a shower, you know, wait about three hours at that point, and then say, then once those three hours pass, go, oh, I have to go run four miles. And then putting your shoes on, going outside, running, yeah. That was not fun. I don't like running, once again. But, you know, it's it's how do you break it down? It wasn't, I have, you know, it wasn't like after the first round I said, oh, I have 44 miles left. If you think that way, things aren't going to go too well for you. But if you can break it down and say, you know, into sizable chunks and then say, I have to run four miles. You go, oh, okay, four miles, that's, that's not that bad. And then you go and you run four. And then when it comes around again, you have the same mentality. Uh, I'm going to go run four miles. And then you just keep that going. Of course, those things, like I said earlier about running the, you know, doing the challenge and then having today's run, it does provide context, of course, because it's stress on your body, it's stress on your mind. What do you do in those moments? Like, how do you structure your thinking? Those are the questions that I wanted to have answers to. 
in the past about year and a half has been gathering these tools to answer those kinds of questions. And I think I, I did a pretty good job of it on the 48-hour challenge. So, you know, good learning experience, something great for me to, to look back on and say, if I could do that, I can do this. So, yeah. But I guess one last thing about the 48-hour challenge I'll talk about is motivation and inspiration versus drive or having a purpose for yourself. And I hate to keep talking about 3 a.m. runs, but it's tough. The 3 a.m. runs. If you are relying on motivation or inspiration to get up and go run at 3 a.m. when you have you know, 34 miles on your legs in this challenge, or my bad, it would be 32, 32 miles on your legs in this challenge, you're not going to do it. Motivation, inspiration, that does nothing. It makes you feel good for a moment. Like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you watch a movie. You're like, oh, I'm so inspired. I'm so motivated. But then when you go out to do whatever it is that motivated you, you know, try to approximate that for yourself, it's not so easy. But when you have a deeper drive or purpose or reason or your why, whatever you want to call it, you know, I kind of use those words interchangeably, you can get up at 3 a.m. and go run. You can get up at whenever and go run or do whatever it is you do. Motivation and inspiration, they're just, they're nothing. It's nothing. If that is what you rely on to get you through these tough challenges, you're not going to last. It might work for a little bit. It might get you up and out the door, but is it going to sustain you for a long period of time? That's the question. Like I said, I, you know, I've built, you know, a, a good reason over the past year and a half. I, I just, I keep cultivating this mentality or, you know, sharpening this edge so that I can continue to do things that suck and do things that I don't want to do. The number one thing of which I don't want to do is run. So I get up and I go run every day and I hate it. It sucks. The reward at the end of each day is what makes it worth it. You don't need it. That's the thing. It's, it's the everyday runs. It's not, oh, I did the 48 mile, 48 hour challenge. Even just running a 5k or running a, um, this, you know, three days before I started the challenge, the 48 hour challenge, I set up a 5k PR shortly after coming back from being injured. It's these little things that you build up or, you know, just, just me getting over that injury, you know, not taking days off during the injury, which I'm not saying to do, of course, but I know my, myself well enough, I, at least I believe, 
to know when to ease off. Getting over, you know, the injury, setting a new PR, you know, doing these little things. Well, I guess those aren't really little things, but what I'm trying to get at is the big things are, are nice, but it's these little things that, you know, provide just as much. The feeling I get after completing something like the 48-hour challenge is the same thing I get when I do, you know, a six-mile run. It's just the six-mile run is a smaller version of that. That's all it is. Right. So you don't need to run a marathon a day to feel good about yourself and to build a mentality. The 48-hour challenge didn't really tell me anything that I didn't already know. It was just a strong reinforcement of the same ideas that have been running through my head for the past year and a half. That's what it is. That's enough talk about the challenge. It was great. Well, actually, it wasn't great. It sucked. But, you know, I felt good afterward. It'll be a nice little memory for me to work from. You know, some, some self-motivation, not external motivation, because it does absolutely nothing. But self-motivation that will turn into drive and purpose and all that nice, fun stuff. But what's next? What is next for me? So the next thing I'll be doing is the buck 50. You know, you always got to be looking forward to something else. You know, a different sort of challenge. So this is my next thing. The buck 50. It's a 150 mile relay race. I'll be doing this with uh, nine other guys. It'll be a 10 person team. This team, actually, most of the guys um, that, did it, that did it last year are on the team, I do believe. And these guys actually won last year. They won the event by over two hours, by almost two and a half hours. These guys are freaks. I actually got on to this from Seth. Good old pal Seth. Seth, if you're listening, hi. Thanks for giving me a new torturous thing to do to myself. Seth brought me on. I guess he thinks I can help him out, help these dudes out. Um, I won't be running the harder legs of this because it's split up between 10 people. Each person is going to have an average of 15 miles to run during this relay race, and it's split up between three different legs. So I'm not going to have the harder legs because these guys are legit. These guys are ex-college runners, and these dudes are absolute freaks, and I am not that. You know, these guys have 10-plus years of experience on their legs. I have a year and a half. Well, not even a year and a half. I'll be taking an easier, in quotes, easier leg, less elevation maybe an easier path. You know, this run is on trails. It's on paved roads. It's on all kinds of terrain. My legs aren't going to be as difficult as some of the other ones because these guys have run the race and they don't want me to slow, you know, slow them down too much. Yeah. That's coming up April 17th. Yes. 
April 17th, we'll be starting our run at 7 p.m. April 17th. I've gotten plenty of experience in running during nighttime. This 48-mile challenge, hopefully I'm going to take some lessons learned from that and apply them to this. Put in some good miles. I should do pretty well. I'm going to do a lot of speed work. Working up to it. You know, I have a few weeks to work on it. Seth and I are going to get some runs in. And yeah, we're going to show up and hopefully win this race. I, I think we will. Supposedly there's a team that believes they're going to, you know, go head to head with our team. So we will see what happens. I'm excited. You know, this is my first real um, competition with running since I've started. So it will be interesting to see how I do. I think I'll put in some, some solid times for them. I guess we'll see, right? But I'll get prepared, you know, have fun with the race if I can have fun and just see what happens. You know, put yourself out there and live in the moment and perform when you need to perform. You know, I was telling one of my friends about this and he goes, uh, he goes, man, Nick, you're like Kevin Durant, just joining a championship team. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I think I'm very unlike Kevin Durant in that I am not an MVP of running. I will... I will tell you that. But man, that, that move from Kevin to the Warriors, my God, I'm still not over that. Summer of 2017, I remember it. KD, I mean, come on, brother. Oh, God. Oh, that frustrated me. Anyway, yeah. That's about all I got. Well, actually, I do want to say something about the Buck 50. It's, it's a great cause. All the funds that are raised, and by the way, this race is going to make a ton of money. They have a lot of big sponsors. Making a team, registering costs a, a decent amount. But all the money is going to a great cause. It goes to the Drug-Free Clubs of America program. So all this money goes to drug prevention programs, you know, education, events, that kind of stuff. But through participating in this, you are benefiting this program and in this area of the country there's a big opioid problem as everyone knows doing this is you know a great way to get awareness out there and also to raise money and a lot of money will be raised feels good to you know participate in something like this you know for for a good cause and we're looking to win this damn race so yeah be on the lookout. I'll probably link this and then also another foundation in the description on the off chance. You know, someone has some sort of interest and wants to donate or participate. You are able to do so. So that's about it. You know, I have a couple things coming up. A couple other things. You know, I don't I don't really like talking that much about running. You know, for me it's just it's something that I feel like I have to do. You know, I, I don't give myself any options. 
And I'm not really impressed by myself. I'm not here to, you know, kiss my own ass. Um, I do I do give myself credit when credit's due, but I always have something new to do. That's why today, you know, in the wake of this challenge, my computer just went to sleep. In the wake of this challenge, I still had to go run today. It's not over. There's no finish line. I'm not big on talking, especially about things that I haven't done yet. But I'll be speaking and um, you know, going into detail about some things to a much wider audience here soon. If I'm going to talk at all about this kind of stuff, I have to really be about it. And that's not so much for other people to know that Oh, like he's legit or he's, you know, look at what he's done. I'm not impressive, right? But if I'm going to talk about it at all, even if it's just person to person, even if it's just, you know, Seth and I talking or uh, Connor and I in some sort of conversation, I I had to have done something that day. Not the day before, not two months ago, not what I did back in high school. That day, I had to do something for personal accountability because that's something I lacked for quite a while. So yes, I will be, like I said, speaking to a a wider audience. I'll put that out there uh, when the time is right. And the time will be right here soon, less than two weeks. Yeah, be on the lookout. You know, I always have something ahead of me. Always looking forward to the next challenge. And just trying to get better. Trying to get as far away as possible from this weak-minded mentality that I once had. And in some areas, I still have. But at least I'm working on it. You know, at least I know it and I'm working on it. So that's what it's all about. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far. And... The work is not done. The work will never be done. So yeah, I better get to bed. I got to go run tomorrow. So, All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.